Welcome back in. You are listening to the September 28, 2018 episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, the Rotovis podcast dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions and brought to you by the folks at the RotoQL Start picking teams like the pros. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart of Fantasy Gumshoe, and joining me today on the show is a pioneer, if you will, in the DFS industry as the creator and owner of FI. That's Fantasy Insiders for all you kids out there. They were the first to create web tutorial series, the first to take annual plans, offer up fixed recurring monthly payment options, the first to offer up a lineup optimizer on the site, and even the first to create a community outside of message boards and roll out a live chat for all its users. All these things we take for granted today, but, you know, they really do make a difference there. The soccer man, the soccer Dave himself, actually paved the way forward. He is not only the creative director at Roto-Grinders, he's also heading up Fantasy Insiders, the season-long edition now. And in case that's not enough, guys, he also finds time to host the Insider Sirius XM show and rep hashtag met in cash on the infamous Swolecast. Welcome to the show for the first time. David Kitchen on the tweets at Soccer Dave. Dave, my man, I am very happy to be here. Week four is upon us. What's good, man? You know, I did not have Lord Aldrich. I just couldn't click the damn button, Dave. What am I going to do? Oh. Uh. Oh, I mean, it, I'm glad I'm on this show, not only because I get to be with uh, Fantasy Gumshoe, but also because I get to just, like, not focus on the fact that I have zero Lord Aldrich Robinson <laughs> in uh, any of my showdown single-game lineups tonight. Yeah, I, I picked Gerald Everett to be to be the guy, to be the showdown guy. Like you got to make an ugly choice somewhere, right? And I just picked the, I guess, the wrong ugly choice. After all those preseason bucks, Lord Aldrich has made us throughout the years. I guess I'm O ye of little faith, as they say. But hopefully, we're gonna get everybody's faith uh, moving up in the right direction here this week as we answer all the questions, whether that is uh, player and team outlooks, dynasty slants, DFS rants, you name it. But Dave, my man, before we dive in, I'd be remiss not to give you the mic and wax poetic about the illustrious history of FI and the path forward as part of the RG fam as a site that now brings great season-long expertise to the scene, including a heavy-hitting uh, analyst lineup with some uh, with some old RV Nation crew in there as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, thanks. It's the the daily fantasy stuff is is still kicking on on Rotor Grinders. You like you mentioned the uh, the Swole Cast with. Uh, Mr. Tuttle and Silva and, and Davis Maddox still going there on RG. And then I also, uh, you know, you've got Tuttle, who's part of RG corporate now. Um, <laughs> and so so that's always fun. The Rudder Grunner's office is in Nashville, uh, which is like a is perfect for me because I'm a, a lifelong Nashvilleian. And so it's cool because I get to just go, go to work. We've got... A lot of great food around the areas. There's TVs. There's always, you know, games on. It's okay if your boss catches you doing lineups, making lineups, because he'll probably ask you who you all, who you're on for that night. Uh, you know, you've got the, you've got video stuff. We got ping pong stuff. We got like different games. It's really just like a, feels like like a frat house almost. Um, and it's it's definitely fun. And I, you know, been there for over a year since we sold our or sold FI to RG and I haven't regretted one day going in there or, or, or basically like not look forward to going in. I always look forward to going in. As far as fantasy insiders, we are just focusing on like the future of season long. That's the great thing about season long sports and season long fantasy sports is that there's so many niches. Like 
we have gone from just basic fantasy season long to now you've got all sorts of different scoring settings, all sorts of uh, different leagues. You know, you got dynasty leagues, you got best ball leagues, you got regular leagues, you got Scott Fishbowl leagues, you got like vampire leagues, just all sorts of crazy leagues, different scoring settings. Because I think it's been around so long and people got bored with their, like their main leagues and they, they want to branch out and we want to help them with uh, some stats. We've got Josh ADHD. He's just the, the, the guy that he loves stats and way that like that's his, that's his love language is statistics. Uh, so we got him. We got uh, yards per Gretch. Ben Gretch used to be at uh, Rotoviz. Um, and he is the editor in chief. So he's in charge of getting everything together, which is good because I was trying to do everything and I, I couldn't. So he is, uh, he's very sharp and that's kind of what we're wanting to do is just continue having sharp people there. And uh, so far, so good. Hashtag no regrets, as you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine uh, just a match made in heaven there in terms of you being uh, the new creative director over there, you know, running Fantasy Insiders there, somehow managing all the roles and responsibilities that come with that dual role in ownership, so to speak. So what has been your strategy moving forward for the site? And uh, I know you can't let too much out of the bag here, but uh, what's in store for the future? Yeah, the strategy is just to continue on with um – with great content and, you know, we, uh, we've got some tools on the site as far as like, uh, you know, statistics that you might have trouble finding other places. And we're going to continue rolling out like, you know, great draft tools. Uh, the thing about drafts, uh, like draft tools is that, you know, there's like a month long window and after that it's done. So, uh, we'll be working on some of those for next year. But just basically shoring up what we're doing and and continuing to just press forward with like the same kind of quality analysis that we wanted to have at Fantasy Insiders for this the daily fantasy stuff. Same kind of concept as far as uh, you know entertaining, but also hard hitting analysis. That's kind of the 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 formula for success going forward. Yeah, and if there was going to be another site to wreck here on this pod for RV Nation, I mean, it's going to be the crew over at FI there. You're going to get all of the, a lot of the similar type of analysis that you're going to get here. And I mean, you're always going to want to create uh, additional perspective anywhere you can, right? Not to sure, kind yeah. of get tunnel vision. Yeah. So, so if you're out there and you're not subbing FI, give it a shot there. Dave, I can, I can let you off the hook, uh, in Tennessee. I mean, luckily you got a ping pong table there. It is like, a frat house so you can take your mind off of what's going on in Tennessee there so Mariota apparently has nummy fingers you can't throw a spiral anymore at least for now the run game is being predictable a wide receiver literally quit the team and the contract has been quote-unquote expired expelled whatever you want to say so I mean we have a players coach we were all high on I personally thought this was prime for a quick turnaround year what is going on man it's crazy I mean started with that just Mother Nature just dealt, I think, just dealt the Titans a, a bad hand with that first game in Miami, the longest game, and um, the, the game that had, like, two major delays, like, eight hours long after all said and done, and Mariota got hurt in that game, and that really took the wind out of the sails of this offense, and then you had Delaney Walker, who got hurt uh, later on. So, the three-hour game, I you know, it's like the butterfly effect. I don't think it's going to happen. So, um, that being said, it did happen. And so everyone was really down after that Miami game thinking, oh, we got beat by Miami. The thing is, 
Matt LaFleur is such a genius. Vrabel is also kind of embracing the, you know, the Bill Belichick kind of strategy going for it and fourth and one on his own 30. And talking about a guy that's, uh, you know, going forward, they beat the Texans and then they beat the Jags last week running stuff like the Wildcat. Like they're, they're two and one with all these missing pieces. Rashard Matthews, he wasn't even doing anything. Um, I've got lots of Taewon Taylor best ball shares. And Corey Davis, the you know the Delaney shares kind of just a, a wash right now, but we'll see what this Titans offense has. I, I think it just proves that last year, Terry Robisky and this offense was just he wasted this offense as offense coordinator with the the whole exotic Smash Mouth. Yeah, no doubt about that. It, you mentioned the three hour. Turning into an eight-hour game, it has it has been the three-hour tour for our for all the millennials out there. There's this old show that you might not have heard about called Gilligan's Island. So I mean, maybe they got stuck on the island for a little bit, but they're on their way out. You know, that it can only go up from here. That that's all we can say for Tennessee. And we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting those air yards high with Corey Davis and the likes, and and getting Deion Lewis back in when people least expect it. That's when we're gonna give them our bucks. But we want to make sure out there everyone is given your bucks. Uh, some hard-earned money and uh, earn that for yourself. So get on over there. Get your 30% discount to the Road of His NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's wordofhis.com slash podcast, and that's going to give you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content, and it, oh, by the way, it supports this very pod. You can also support the pod by subscribing to and rating the Road of His radio channel on iTunes. If you're a fan of the show and you want to sub directly to the Fantasy Football Mailbag feed, do so. I'm sitting here waiting for your sub, so get on over here. It takes hard work getting the show out every week. Do us a solid and hit that rate button. You can also support the Road of His Radio Network and our 10 shows every single week on Patreon. Yes, that's it. What you've least expected, what you most wanted. We are back now with Patreon. Gain exclusive elite access to Road of His Live, our weekly Sunday morning show answering all of your fantasy football questions. Get this, it's only $5 a month. What do you do for $5 a month? I know your Starbucks costs more than that. $5 a month, get on over there, help support the network, and you're going to get access to that elite show every single Sunday morning. Just go to patreon.com slash Radio. And last but certainly not least, if you have any questions you want answered on this very show from the likes of Soccer Dave and other elite analysts that we have on here, just email us, wordofhisradio at gmail.com, and we'll go ahead and get that set up for you as well. All right, Dave, let's dive in, fire up some of the QQs for the week. Here we go, redraft, PPR, two weeks in a row with touchdowns for Calvin Ridley, 2,000 weeks in a row with no touchdowns for Julio, mind you. What is wrong with this picture? But given the coverage assignments, I have to think Ridley sustains value, but to what level? I need a running back, and I'm wondering if Ridley is still a wide receiver three type or maybe more. I definitely think he's a wide receiver three. Uh, He had a terrible preseason. You know, he's like he's like a 26-year-old <laughs> rookie. Uh, terrible preseason. You had Mohamed Sanu still in front of him. Julio, that first week, got all the love. And then it's like, it's, you know, something happened. And Julio is allergic to the end zone. Calvin Ridley apparently is not. And I think that just the sheer volume of this offense is, uh, as far as in the passing game, is going to help Calvin Ridley. I think he is like the, you know, wide receiver three flex play kind of for your teams. If you have him after last week, I just don't see how you can sit him unless he's facing a really, really tough matchup assignment. And you got other guys that you can play over him. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think he's still a wide receiver three. Of course, he's going to have some wide receiver two upside. I think we've already seen that said upside here. But I mean, yeah, he, this is a this is a prospect that I mean, I, I think sometimes you know the hashtag stats right, and uh, he he just didn't have them. Whether you were talking about you know the the production and the measurables, mainly the combine stink there as well. It it just didn't seem like it was all. And this is the the, the changing landscape of the NFL. If if you can figure out which one of these seniors that come out that's the route running type of type of mold right that you know of course they run good routes when they're seniors because they've been doing it for longer than the other guys that they've been against but yeah if one of those rises is the cream of the crop so to speak and you get them right like that's that's going to be Calvin Ridley I think I'm going to take my L on that one here because I don't know how I can't at this point. Uh, next one here, Dave, redraft PPR. Guys like Corey Davis and Dante Moncrief have all the air yards in their offenses, but not much to show for it. Can either one of these guys overcome bad quarterback play and be good by lows? Yeah, um, Corey Davis is a guy that I, I'm very bullish on. You look at all the targets that he's been getting, and now you take out Rashard Matthews, you take out Delaney Walker. He is just going to continue to getting peppered with targets going forward. Had a tough matchup last week. Uh, really had a tough matchup week one uh, against Miami. So I don't think we have seen really Corey Davis at his best, but he has shown some flashes this season and dating back to last playoffs. I don't think he is a rookie anymore. I think that he is uh, a player that is an explosive guy. And like I said, Matt LaFleur, you know, he is – he is a guy that is cut from the cloth of the, you know, the Rams and, and McVay, who right now are just like in an absolute shootout with uh, with the Vikings. But he's going to adapt to what the team's skill sets are. And I really like Corey Davis. Corey Davis is, if someone's selling him, I'm buying him right now, especially in PPR leagues, because I think he's going to gobble up just a ton of targets. And those targets are all going to like add up because. Mariota, if you look, if you listen like like to the pro football talk, um, and he is saying, "All right, this is not going to be." He said on his podcast this week that it's not going to be a situation that gets better overnight. It's like watching grass grow with his with Mariota's nummy mm. nummy fingers, as you call them. <laughs> so if that happens, then they're going to just continue throwing these short passes, and you know that that kind of limits Corey Davis's big playability, but at the same time. He's like one of three guys that's going to catch these short passes. And it's going to be him. It's going to be Taewon Taylor. And it's going to be like Tajay Sharp in addition to the, the the running backs. Maybe some Johnny. I hope Johnny Smith gets involved as well. But that's just what we're going to see. Uh, so I'm buying Core Davis. Dante Moncrief, nah. I'm not just – I am I drafted him in some best ball shares in the 18th round. But Moncrief and, and Cole and Didi – I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough in this offense to warrant like one guy really standing out. Yeah, no, you you hit the nail on the head across the board. I mean, how does Corey Davis not have just a just a plethora of why weighted opportunity share at this point? I mean, it, get you some Corey Davis shares now. There's going to be positive regression of the media. Dante Moncrief, I'm with you there. All the air yards in the world. I think it's like, you know, this is one of the things I struggle with, like the value of an air yard for one guy versus the next, right? I mean, he's still kind of got all the air yards, but, you know, in a capacity of 50-50 and just things that, you know, he hasn't taken advantage of at this point. So maybe it turns around, but I'd rather not put my eggs there if I can avoid it. Um, Davis, uh, I just called you Davis. I'm going to leave that one on. I don't know how, like, 
Is there anybody that has called you Davis before this moment right now? And no, how does no, that make no. you feel? It makes me feel young. So, no <laughs> so Dave, what are, you, what are your best and worst purchases you've ever made? Maybe a Davis? Uh, best purchase I've ever made was after I won uh, like my biggest basketball DFS winnings. I think it was like 55K. Uh, and then I won another 50k that same weekend on the the wild card championship and Ooh. i bought some ugg slippers which if you would have told me i would have bought ugg slippers i'd have said you're crazy but being you know working in the basement at that time i still wear them to this day like you two two years later and they are like a heaven on my feet and that was like a, a guilty pleasure purchase that i, I did and, and i never regret that purchase it's like 110 bucks, but Ooh. you talk about how many times I've wore them. I got like new sheepskin inserts last year. Would never do that, but I did do that. You know, after that that big weekend, <laughs> and I'm glad I did because I loved it. Yeah, I mean, can you argue with buying 100 dollars slippers after you pull down 100k? I mean, I don't think anybody can argue with that. No, I mean. No. I, I literally work, I'm recording from my basement right now, and I just kind of go through these, Yeah, I, I get some like weird shaped feet or something, Dave, right? I, I don't know what it is, but like I always break these cheap ass slippers, and so like I end up, you know, spending like another 12 to 14 bucks like every two months after somehow I managed to rip the next pair, so maybe I'm going to have to, to cramp your style there and end up with some Uggs. So we'll, Do it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, DFS here. Next one. I'm having trouble narrowing down between Baker Mayfield, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, and Ryan Tannehill this week on DraftKings. Any thoughts? You know, this is interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to be in this range altogether. I, I, I still got to take a look at AJ Green health. I mean, I don't, I think it's fine. I, I'm not going to be about Ryan Tannehill. Like, I, he's been super efficient on like what, 23 passes a game for crying out loud. Like, yeah, I, I think the matchup is still there for him this week, but you know, I, just I don't want to press my luck too much with that one, but what say you? Baker Mayfield is just he he's my guy. I love Andy Dalton too. Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston were my two biggest shares of quarterbacks in basketball leagues. Uh, one of those guys seems like he's working out; the other one, not so much. Um, but I loved Andy Dalton and this offense, and I, I like him this week as well. If I'm Drew Dinkmar, you know I'm hedging those those shares, but as of right now. Baker Mayfield, he just looks so accurate, and I think they're going to, you know, they're going to utilize his skill sets, and I, I'm looking forward to what that means. I, I don't think he's going to throw for like over 300 yards, but I do think he's going to rush some, and uh, I, I think those rushing yards will kind of add to what he's able to do through the air. He just was a, a catalyst to this offense, a spark plug. It was night and day between him and Tyrod Taylor. And I think they're going to take some deep shots as well with Antonio Callaway. Uh, so he's a guy that I w would love to pair with Baker in tournaments and, and, and even some cash games as well. So yeah. I, I love Baker this week. Have to love. you got to love Baker this week. Uh, the next one here, Dave, uh, Team Outlook redraft. What's old is new and new is old or something like that? I need wide receiver help on a couple squads, and I'm wondering if I can confidently buy the likes of Randall Cobb and Chris Hogan, Geronimo Allison, or anyone else for that matter on that offense. Uh, those offenses, I should say. It seems like every time we sell Tom Brady short, uh, he figures it out and makes us all look foolish. And uh, A-Rod specifically has been hurt. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, Rodgers is going to get better, so that's good. And I think it's going to to help this Packers offense. But Randall Cobb, you know, he's a guy that we still are not sure if if he's good. You know, he had that good game week one, um, but we're not sure if he's good or if it's going to be a situation where, you know, he's just dust. Uh, I I was a big Randall Cobb proponent. Now I'm getting more on the Geronimo Allison train. And I've got a lot of Chris Hogan shares as well. Chris Hogan is a guy that if you can get him on penny for pennies on the dollar with frustrated owners, then go for it. But other than that, I'm not, I'm not giving up anything significant for Chris Hogan. And if I have him, I'm not dropping him either. Just kind of seeing what happens with this offense. But you know, he's no longer a wide receiver three. And you were getting him in the fourth and fifth round. It, now he is a borderline flex play at best. And you better just hope that with Josh Gordon and, and they get all this figured out and he has like Super Bowl performances again <laughs> where he's actually getting some decent yardage. Just a bad beat overall. You know, a lot of a lot of the MFL ten somehow Chris Hogan was going to the sixth and seventh round. And a lot of times in the seventh round it was like, all right, I'm I'm taking him. I'm taking him. I just have to do it. Have to do it. And they, you know, the price started to go up to the fourth round. I kind of got a little cold feet. But I mean, at the end there, I mean, admittedly, it was like, well, I mean, how do I take not take this dude in fourth at least in the fifth round here? So I mean. I mean, what what can you do? You know, I mean, of course the Patriots end up with Josh Gordon. I don't know if it's going to mean anything or not, but just a thought, like, of course they get Josh Gordon. Uh, Dave, if you had to be an inanimate object for a year, what object would you choose to be? And, and uh, so... Maybe, um, maybe an UG. <laughs> maybe an UG. Yeah. No, I mean, people putting their they, their feet in me is not is something I would really <laughs> want. Inanimate object, I will say just, uh, I will go with the boring answer of a car, something that you know moves fast. Yeah, all right, then then you gotta at least give me like the style of car. Like I've been I've been binging comedians and cars getting coffee, which yeah. is phenomenal, by the way. So yeah. I mean that that's why I have to ask the follow up. Like what would what would what car says David Kitchen? I think it's a sweet little minivan. <laughs> like a Honda Odyssey. <laughs> Hashtag dad life. Bluetooth, the, oh. the, the you know uh, something with the the rear facing whatever it is in it, and the uh, the the TV screens for the girls. And I got three girls and are four years old, so something like that. Sure. Yeah, I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm on the air saying this. Like I tried to get the Honda Odyssey. Mm-hmm. When when that happened, and it was actually my wife that did you we, have to settle for the Dodge Caravan? <laughs> no, we we ended up going with the Honda Pilot, so we still oh. stayed in the Honda fam. We're we're a Honda fam uh, through through and through. But uh, it was actually my wife, believe it or not, that that convinced us that it wasn't the Odyssey. And I man, I to this day, like I love the Pilot. Don't get me wrong, but I still look at the Odyssey and go, man, can I? Can you imagine, honey, having those bucket seats right now when you're trying to get the kids in and out, and they're climbing over the the, the seat here? Like this is something that maybe we should have thought about a little bit. More. And she said, no, we are absolutely not getting a minivan. I am a soccer mom, but I don't want to look like a soccer mom. I said, well, you got a pilot. You'll look like a soccer mom. I'm a soccer Dave. There there, there it is. See, you're all in the family. All in the family. Next one here, Dave DFS. Hey, guys, it seems like I'm the one that pretty much uh, – 
fuels the top-down DFS question each week, so I stop now. I know this isn't a DFS show per se, but you and your guests seem to always have a pretty sound approach for me to start my weekend-filled research and bouncing off uh, point uh, uh, for the on the daily show that you guys have and the rest of the 20 other pods I listen to throughout the weekend as well. Well, this week seems a little bit tougher. I know I'm starting with Geo, but after that, it seems tougher than usual. I can make a case at each range for every position, uh, even down to Gronk versus an Ebron type. So uh, do you or whomever you have on this week have a sense of what you're looking at? So this is interesting, right? I mean, you got more more salary to play with this week, right, Dave? I mean, we 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 have a lot of stars, the Patrick Mahomes and, and the likes that are not on the slate right now. Gurley, of course, is playing right now as we record this on a late Thursday evening here. So, I mean, you've got the salary to play with. You've got wide receiver values here. Are you, are you taking Geo? I mean, I, I I don't know how you don't just lock button Geo here, cash GPP, whatever. But then, are you are you going up for Kamara and trying to to fuel in Michael Thomas as well? Right now, I feel like I'm going Geo, I'm going Kamara, and then I I don't know with the rest. But I think I might just be diving into to the value wide receiver range at least from a cash perspective across the board. Yeah, I think that on um, you know on FanDuel, Geo is a lock. And he's a guy that I definitely wants exposure to. Um, and right now I have Kamara. And um, you also have uh, Michael Thomas as well in that lineup. Uh, on DraftKings, you know, it's tough. It's tough because there are so many different options. I don't think that Geo is a lock button on DraftKings uh, as much as I, I love him. You know, he got a lot of dump down work last week, but the the bottom line is there are other good options on DraftKings. You know, yeah. you've got Sony Michelle, who they're gonna they are intent on feeding now with the Rex Burkhead news. Uh, you know, he is the guy there. You've got Chris Carson who had thirty two touches last week and it's gonna be maybe a, a tough game against Arizona, but at, at Arizona, but he's only forty six hundred. You've got Ezekiel Elliott who's seventy seven hundred mm-hmm. and has like you know, fifty percent of your targets here. So with Kamara and guys like even Carryon Johnson and and some of these other cheap guys, Gio is not a lock button. He is a great play at sixty three hundred, but he's not a lock button. You know, Saquon Barkley at eighty one hundred, another guy. So there are lots of good guys, and don't forget about David Johnson at sixty six hundred. His price keeps on going down. If they can figure out this offense with he and Josh Rosen, then look out. So I don't think it's going to be a you know just a a, a Geo game. I think. You know, there are going to be a lot of different options as far as where you can go. But for the most part, it's, you know, spend up a decent bit on running back and then look for Michael Thomas and like three, you know, two of the 4K wide receivers and then, you know, tight end, whatever you want to do. (laughs) Really? Like Eric Ebron, I think he came back to practice today. Uh, even Jared Cook has a good matchup. David Njoku's 3,200. So you got a lot of plays. I'm not playing Gronk for for 7K unless it's a, a you know a, a tournament. I don't. I just don't think on DraftKings I I need to pay up for a tight end right now as long as there are some other tight ends that are that are feasible on the site. Yeah, sometimes I get away with it, but it definitely seems like a good week, at least for me for now. I think I'm going to narrow down into a core and then do some mix and a match it around the core. I think right now it is Geo, it is Kamara, um, you know, the, probably a Sterling Shepard in there. And then, I mean, you mentioned Sony, you mentioned Carson, you mentioned Zeke. Like, I think Zeke is probably going to be RB3 for me in cash, at least as of right now. 
Um, you know, you mentioned paying down Ebron. I Ty, Tyler Eifert, man, he's on the up and up here. We'll we'll see. I, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger or not, but that's also another another guy that if if I just can't stomach Ebron, I might end up pivoting over to Eifert as well. There you go. Yeah, I think Eifert is a fine play as well. Uh, not one I'm currently on right now, but uh, just because I can only have so many Bengals in my life. Rotoviz fans, Jeremy Hart, Rotoviz Radio. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, of course you do. Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. Now, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, I'm going to tell you, the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster on your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, plus the app gives you your player rankings each and every week, and it's also based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com. Download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. All right, jumping right back in with the Fuck Mary Kill 2018 Tennessee Titans Soccer Dave edition. We had to we had to give you this one, right? So here we go. We've got Mike Rabel, uh, Marcus Mariota, and um, Bashard Matthews. Rest in peace. Ooh, um, so this is this is a tough one. You know, I, I guess I kill Rashard Matthews, right? Like, <laughs> you got to <laughs> like that's that's the guy you want to kill. Um, you know, you want your marriage partner to be someone that you can get along with um, and who is is going to be you know, just on the same page with you. So give me, give me Marcus Mariota for that one. And uh, who doesn't want to make sweet love to Mike Grable? And, you know, this he's a rugged man. He's got, he used to play football. Um, you know, he's he got, I'm sure, all those scars. Do I need to go on? <laughs> I I think he's a giver. You know okay. what I mean? I think he's a giver. <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I I think Mike Ray. Yeah, he's a players' coach. You know, like he. You know, he. I don't know. Well, I don't know. He. I guess he. He was pretty quick to kick uh, Richard Matthews to the curb. Like he just he skipped time out and went straight to your. Like he kicked him out. Like grab mm-hmm. grab your bags, take your shit, and just get out of here. I don't care if you're 18 or not. You're getting out of my roof. Yeah. Exactly. See you later. So yeah, I guess he that would that's another reason like he's stern, right? Like that's pretty good marriage material. So I don't know, T- toss up there, but yeah, Rashard Matthews, rest in peace. Hopefully you catch on somewhere. I don't know what happened there. Maybe we'll find out more as things come available. All right, Dave, if you were given full reign to redesign the food pyramid, what would it look like? What's the what's the soccer Dave food pyramid look like? Uh, it's like sweets up at the very top. And then it is uh, meat, 
and then like just a little bit of vegetables. Just a little bit of vegetables. So it's yeah. like an upside down pyramid, right? It is. It's it's like a it's like a upside down Dorito chip. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. See, like, is this a dad life thing? Like, once once you have too many kids, then you that you can't handle. Is that when you all of a sudden just look for little things to sweeten up your day, just which literally becomes sweets? Like, that's my. It, it never used to be that way for me, right? Before I had all these children running around. I mean, it was like you know, I'd have some potato chips, like the salt type of taste, bitters, things like that. Now it's like, man, if you put put a like a french silk piece of pie in front of me like it's over yeah i like french silk pie as well as well as any other pie i and, like <laughs> and pie pies meat pizza you name it uh just the hashtag dad life new balance style over here uh well uggs uggs basically redraft ppr i have an offer on the table uh trading me tyler boyd for my calvin ridley do i accept also, please rank these guys rest of season, John Brown, Will Fuller, and Kenny Galladay. All right. So I would – as much as I love – I this is a tough one. We've been going, we've been going like back and forth on the SiriusXM show about Tyler Boyd versus Calvin Ridley. Um, I, I think I'll still go with Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. because uh, he's just the number two there, and it's clear from the past two weeks, you know, going running around every single drop back, that he threw and I think that there is more kind of there is more of a concentrated offense in this offense for the Bengals than the, than the Falcons so it's it's tough saying that but then again I don't think Calvary's going to score three touchdowns every week so uh, I would probably hold on to Tyler Boyd right now and then rest of season give me Galladay Fuller then John Brown Galladay Fuller John Brown uh, I'm with you, Galladay, number one here. Fuller and Brown, you know what's interesting is John Brown is up there in air yards with the likes of Antonio Brown. Yeah. I never. It, it's crazy. It's I crazy. got tons of Smokey Brown. I mean, I, I love them all, really. Will Fuller is, I think, going to dominate. Uh, Kenny Galladay is just, he looks to be, you know, he's becoming the guy there in Detroit, which I think is a, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm with you with Boyd over Ridley as well. I mean, Ridley was able to capitalize uh, against a team that is literally rotating uh, the second cornerback because they both suck that bad and they can't figure out which one sec- uh, sucks the least. And, uh, you know, Freeman coming back, that's just going to shore up some more targets there as well. Uh, Sanu is still there. Where Tyler Boyd, I mean, he is up there in market share right alongside A.J. Green here. So uh, that's that's definitely something to, to keep looking at. So Tyler Boyd's your man there. Uh, IMO as well. Redraft rest of season, Dave. Can you weigh in on Matt Breida versus Lamar Miller versus um, Matt Breida? I guess he lists. We're just going to go with Matt Breida versus Lamar Miller on this one. Yeah. I need to trade one of these guys for wide receiver help. So I think the guy that you're going to probably get the most value from just because of where he was drafted and also name recognition is Lamar Miller. Um, and, you know, Lamar Miller is just not a really sexy guy. Meanwhile, Breida took a big hit with this offense. But then again, last year when Bethard came in, he utilized his running back so much. And it was a check down Charlie. And I think that that's what's going to happen with this offense again. And I think Breida directly benefits from that. You saw it last week. I, I, I just really love Breida's talent. And I've got faith that Kyle's, uh, you know, this running back one in Kyle Shanahan's offense will have value going forward. So I'm going to try to get the most out of the, the trade 
for getting Lamar Miller out there. If you had a Shark Tank app idea that does not exist today, what would it be? Man, I've had so many different um, ideas that I thought did not exist. <laughs> but then it like turns out you do enough research and it does exist. It's a really depressing time when that happens too, isn't it? I do it all the yeah. time. Yeah. So like he, an idea that I have had is like the ultimate man desk. And it'd be just like a a desk that has everything you need from like just screens like directly in front of you that kind of wrap around. It's just, just like a, a, an ultimate man station Ooh. where you watch TV and play your computer games. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go hit the Google machine here. I'm gonna I'm gonna type in sharper Someone's image. Take that idea and become a millionaire and. <laughs> uh, Good for you. I feel like that's something Sharper Image has already made, right? But like, Probably I, so. Yeah, yeah. I We definitely need to, like, I'm looking around at my desk right now. It's just like a bunch of cords. I think I got a check. I've got a checkbook laying here. I don't even know why I have a checkbook laying here. I don't even use checks. I don't know why. I think I maybe needed to, to verify a direct deposit set up somewhere or something. And I, I definitely need a makeover with some better screens. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. I can get on board with that. Uh, season outlook. If I can package Juju and Jordan Howard together for OBJ, should I do it? <sighs> um, no, probably not. You know, usually I'm the guy that says if it's a two for one trade, take the guy that's the, the, you know, the best player. And obviously context is key, you know, as we get quite, we get a ton of trade questions on Sirius XM. And context is always key. So I can't see like what his remaining roster is, but you're talking about uh, Odell Beckham is still kind of outside the first round. And Juju is like a, he's like an early third and Jordan Howard's in an early third. And I'm just not trading that for Odell Beckham right now without seeing Odell score a touchdown first or really have a typical Odell game. And with the, you know, with Saquon Barkley being another focal point of this offense and with the shorter passes with Eli Manning, I, I just going to hold off on that. And Juju could be, you know, we could be watching the transformation of the number one wide receiver there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm never one to toot my own horn, but this time last year, you know, it was like if you look if, from a dynasty perspective, if you can get rid of Antonio Brown and get yourself some juju and package it up with another solid piece, I mean, that's something to absolutely consider. And here, here we are right now. I mean, granted, you know, OBJ's got a ton of ton of stuff that just hasn't converted into touchdowns right now. That regression is coming likely this week here, despite the you know the Marcus Lattimore or whatever is going on there. Once they move him to the other side of the field, watch out um so i i can go either way with this one honestly so i whichever way you want to go like if you're looking to to pare down and get to a solid core and maybe it was an auction and you're looking to kind of you know just bolster your starting lineup like i can get on board with this one so i'm fine either way uh week two either or rapid fire here we go uh saquon barkley melvin gordon uh let's go with melvin gordon Kenyon drake or lamar miller Kenyon Drake. Aforementioned Tyler Boyd or Sterling Shepard? Tyler Boyd. Jarvis Landry or Julio? Julio. Jimmy Graham or Trey Burton? Ooh, uh, let's go with... Man, they haven't been using Trey Burton like they should, so I guess give me Jimmy Graham. 
Yeah, in the preseason, it was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to give him the ball every other yeah. play here. Like, what the hell happened? Come on, Bears, get with it. George Kittle or Eric Ebron? Kittle. Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield, or Ryan Tannehill? Uh, that's, that's, that's Baker for you, right? Baker, yeah. And Drew Brees or Deshaun Watson? Let's go with uh, let's go with uh, Drew Brees. It's tough, right? It's that's yeah. a tough one. I mean, they and I I actually put this one in there because this Dalton Baker Tannehill throw Tannehill out of there. But between Dalton Baker and Brees, one of these three guys is going to be my cash game quarterback this week on DK. I haven't figured out which one it's going to be. I would I would like to use Breeze only because I feel like I can insulate myself from not getting up to Michael Thomas on DK and and um, you know just do the the, the Breeze Kamara pairing before the likes of Mark Ingram comes back here. So we'll see. Uh, Dave, take a favorite or popular movie, change one letter in the title. What's the new movie? What's it all about? <laughs> I was trying to think of this, and uh, to be honest. I've just I, I I did not have time to think about a good answer to this. All right, well then we're gonna build one together here. What's your favorite movie? Period. Uh, Austin Powers. Austin Austin Powers. So we're gonna yeah. call it Boston Powers. Okay. And all right, so uh, you well, it would it, actually be if you change the A to a B, it'd be Boston Powers, <laughs> which would would be like a. Totally different plot, I guess. We just totally, we just totally gave this a porn makeover. Yeah, exactly. So but, uh, we'll go with Bustin Powers. Bustin Powers for hours is the sequel, yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, I want to talk a little bit more about the plot, but we're not. I mean, we already, right. you know, we no, already talked. I think everyone probably gets what the plot's about. Yeah, yeah. Mike Rabel being a giver. There's a callback for you. <laughs> Team Outlook PPR, I know it's a given that Brita gets a bump with uh, C.J. Beathard here, but I'm wondering if everyone else um, about the, the hit-to-wide receiver game is being overstated. Jimmy G hasn't exactly been lighting it up himself this year, so is it possible that they actually just sustain value for whatever that is, and maybe I can get Marcus, Marquise Goodwin at a dirt-cheap discount right now? No. <laughs> Don't. Let me just don't. There's no reason to, really. Like you saw what they did last year, and this team is just different with Jimmy Garoppolo in there instead of instead of Beathard. And as much as we want to have wishful thinking about Marquis Goodwin, they're just not going to push the ball down the field as much as they do would do with Jimmy Garoppolo. And let's let's not also not act like you know that the Niners had easy games the first three weeks as they didn't. You know, there, there were tougher games and we we're looking forward to seeing Jimmy G with his offense as it progressed, as we got like a healthy Marquise Goodwin and, uh, you know, saw everybody progressed. And, and I just feel bad for Shanahan because you don't have Jimmy and you don't have Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth finding out whether or not you could be right. Like, yes, you can say the wide receiver core sucked last year. It really did. Yes, it did get better this year i'd imagine there's more continuity this year but i mean i just i just don't understand why and unfortunately this is coming from somebody that is massively overexposed to goodwin this year in best ball because i couldn't see not getting goodwin at that discount in the eighth ninth round so 
Jokes on me. Redraft PPR. Should I steam? Uh, should I steam? Uh, this this was a Jared Goff stream question. I I hope you stream Goff. Stream Jared Goff. Don't stream <laughs> Baker Mayfield instead of Jared Goff. Oh, that's great. That yeah, Goff is going to have around 500 <laughs> yards passing and five touchdowns. Is that what he's up to now? FFS. Oh my gosh. Um, also looks like my options at tight end are Ben Watson, Vance Mickey D's, that's Vance McDonald, or Austin Hooper. Can I also throw in a Colts D question and use him over the Pats? Um, sure. If you want. I just, I'm still not buying into the Colts defense. But if you have two defenses, then, like, just, Quit life. No one should ever have two defenses on their squad. Uh, so don't have two defenses on your squad. If you want to pick up the Colts defense, you know, they were looking to be like one of the worst defenses on paper, but they've actually been all, they've actually been decent and the Pats have not, but I'm still choosing the Pats this week. And then, uh, give me Vance will make you dance over those tight ends just because I believe he has the highest upside. Start getting more targets. He'll get there. Very good. All right. The moment in history you would choose to go back and witness in time, in person. Uh, so this one is um, one that I will get a little bit religious on. And uh, I will say birth of Jesus. Because even if you're not religious, you know, there is there was still this this time where it, like it, it really it's this huge historical moment for a lot of different people. So. That would be like you didn't think I was going to drop a birth of Jesus moment on this podcast, <laughs> but here we are. I just did. It, I, it, I would like just see like what these gifts were gold, frankincense, myrrh, whatever. Is he really in a manger? I hope so. So that's what that's what it would be. It, it, I, I love it. I mean, let's, let's, I'm just like, as soon as you said that, I was scared, like, oh, I please, I just hope he doesn't say the crucifixion right now because. I just I just don't have any go where to go with that. No, oh, yeah, that'd be like a really dark moment. Like, very, very. Like it, you know, it happens, and then you're just like, okay, what now? Like, where do we go from here? <laughs> Everything's dark, and uh, I don't, I don't really have anything else left. You're like you're like Ricky Bobby. You're like Ricky Bobby, right? He likes to picture the baby Jesus. Right. He prays the baby Jesus, right? So that's. I think yeah. that'd be the. I think that I mean, no one. If you give someone an option of, hey. You want to uh, attend, you want to come over, you know, a new baby was just born. Or, hey, do you want to go and uh, this person is about to die? Like, no one's choosing to go to the person who's about to die. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. It's not a happy moment. At all. If anything, it was just foreshadowing for the, uh, the I guess, the, the, the Twitter tribalism and just the the nastiness that we have that goes on there in terms of yeah well we'll just i'll just move on from there give us a sizzling yeah. smoke and scorch and actually i want to change my statement i want to go back to 1982 brett kavanaugh see where uh you know did this really happen because <laughs> i spent 12 hours today and i'm still not sure Oh my goodness! I'm gonna see. We're, we're moving on to the hot take yeah, for that move one. Move on. We're moving. <laughs> give us, give us your best week four hot take. Um. All right. The uh the the week four hot take is that Devonte Parker is going to score a touchdown. Oh. I like. I cannot quit Devonte Parker. <laughs> you and me both. His player profiler comp is AJ Green. I just can't get over that. 
You know, the third time was a charm with Jarek McKinnon. Hopefully the third time's a charm also with Devontae Parker. He played the most snaps of his team last week. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to need him whenever the teams play press coverage. They ran an insanely low amount of snaps last week, but just because they were crazy efficient. You know, this is coming from Ben Gretsch's Stealing Signals article. And, you know, people make fun of me because of my, my Devontae Parker love, but I would just love it if he lit up the scoreboard this week and scored the touchdown. Also, it would help me. Uh, I, I made a bet before the season with Davis, Maddox, Devontae Parker over Josh Dotson. And even with the injury first two weeks, I think Devontae Parker is going to win this pretty easily. I think you I think you're right. I was waxing poetic on Devontae Parker uh and and Kenny Stills and the Miami offense all together. Like I just I, I liked the value across the board. The funny thing is like they've been efficient, right? But like in no way, shape, or form from the same process vantage point that I was coming from. Like I thought they'd be throwing it around the yard a little bit more, like not running plays like John Fox in Chicago last year and yet it's still working out for them. Like Get the get this thing going. Get it going. Come on, Miami. Get it going. Well, we got to get going because that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Road of this podcast, and we're dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. If you have any questions, just email us, rotavizradio at gmail.com, and use the hashtag RVMailbag at Radio. My man, Dave, thanks for carving out the time and coming on the show. Uh, give us the plugs. Give us the, give us the whereabouts. Where do they find FI? Where do they get signed up? And uh, where are you going next? FantasyInsiders.com, RudderGrunners.com, and that's pretty much it. And that's it. Short, sweet, simple. And that's Soccer Dave. That's Soccer. That's S-O-C-R Dave. And I'm Jeremy Hart, and I'm at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag or Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio and at Fantasy Gumshoe. Tell your friends about us, and do not forget to sign up for a 30% discount through our podcast homepage on rotoviz.com. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in.